Stream the show on demand at catchacanradio.com. You are listening to First City Forum with your host, Brittany Rickard. I'm here with Kathy from the UAS Library. Yes? Mm-hmm. UAS Ketchikan Campus Library. Ooh. I know. What are we talking about today? We're going to just talk about the fact that we are open to the public as well as serving our students, staff, and faculty and um, all the features that the UAS Ketchikan Campus Library offers. Um, and so many people, like with the conversation we were having before we went on air about, yes, you can get a library card <laughs> at the UAS Ketchikan Campus Library. So, and I kind of feel like I need to be at the grocery store in front of the Brussels sprouts and, you know, walking around downtown and running into people and just telling people individually, <laughs> you can get a UAS Ketchikan Campus Library card and you can get a UAS Ketchikan Campus Library card. Even if you're not a student. That's right. Um, and the advantages of of it uh, are uh, multiple. Uh, we do have a different collection than the Ketchikan Public Library, which I also have a library card too because it's an amazing library. Um, but our collection supports what we teach, um, what we've uh, taught in the past, and we have a really strong uh, history collection, a strong um, local uh, cultural languages. A collection, Klinkit Haida and Shimshin um, resources, and uh, a lot of older Ketchikan or Southeast Alaska titles, which are really fun to go through. Margaret Bell and Rex Beach, these are names that people may um, may recognize. And I just encourage people to come up and, and take a look because you um, have what we have on our shelves, which is a little over 30,000 titles. Plus, we belong to the Alaska Library Catalog, which means that we share our catalog with about 40 libraries across the state, and they share theirs with us, which means that if you want a particular book on Roman architecture or a certain uh, book on how to raise beautiful plants in a soggy garden, right? <laughs> um, you know, in a rainforest, um, and there's a certain book that you want, and it's not in Ketchikan, um, we can borrow it from another library. So they send it down. Um, we receive it. We check it out to you. You uh, make use of it, and then you bring it back, and we send it back, and there's no cost to you, which means that you have access to not only our 30,000 titles, you have access to like 3 million titles across the state. So it's, and libraries are all about sharing. So um, it, it makes a lot of books available to um, folks in Ketchikan. So if you are interested in getting a library card, um, come see me, Atlanta Clark. We are um, in the library Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Actually, we're there at, at 8, and the door's open <laughs> and the coffee's on, so, you know, um, you can uh, sneak up. So bring... Um, an Alaskan ID and proof of your current Ketchikan mailing address and we will get you um, into the system and get you your very own library card and then at that point you can even sit at home and go onto our UAS Ketchikan Campus Library webpage and search the catalog and you can place a hold on books 
from all, all different libraries, and we will call you when they show up at our library. Um, so, you know, the, um, the resources are, are amazing, and, uh, you know, there's nothing really better than free. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. it can never it, hurt to have multiple library cards. Either. Yes, yes, that's right. So, um, so that's kind of the one of the main things I really want to to get the word out on is that you can get um, a library card at the U.S. Ketchikan Campus Library. So, other campus news: we are in the middle of our uh, spring semester. Uh, our numbers are uh, are pretty good. Uh, with enrollment, you know, we had a little bit of a dip uh, during um, COVID. However, before uh, we even uh, had experienced that uh, pandemic, we had been doing a number of, of online uh, classes. We used to call it distance education. Now it's just e-learning or online uh, classes um, asynchronous, which means that you can get on to your class site at any time, day or night, and and do your work. So it's very um, convenient, um, and it works uh, well for our students. Um, you know, I would say our uh, it's very typical for one of our students to have not t- done a paper or been in school for a decade or more. Um, you know, they've got jobs, they have kids, and so that asynchronous learning is super convenient. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to get up at like five in the morning when it was quiet, <laughs> you know, to do to do my work when I was doing um, um, post-graduate work. So um, it's, uh, and you have all the resources that you uh, would have on campus except for seeing people face to face I have to say that I do miss we have um, I still have a lot of interaction with students when they need uh, resources and I'll talk in a minute a minute about what I do um, in the library but um, so now I'm doing it on Zoom or over the phone, and sometimes it's just like, okay, are you on this page? Click here. Okay, now click here, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I do miss uh, people coming uh, up to the library. So one of the uh, one of the services we provide is um, helping students and helping people in the uh, public, general public, uh, come up, get on our public access computers, and learn how to search our academic databases and I let people know if you've ever bought anything online you can do research because it's essentially the same right. thing and people are like oh yeah I can buy things <laughs> online so um, we introduce them to academic databases so if you are on the campus you have access to EBSCOhost and JSTOR and ProQuest and ScienceDirect these are all uh curated by librarians they are databases where the information has been already reviewed or peer-reviewed which might sound familiar um, to to some folks but that just uh, peer-reviewed means that the article before it's published is reviewed by um, experts in that author's field to determine uh, is the information current accurate what is what is um extrapolated, you know, by the author, was it supported by uh, evidence, you know, all that. A bit more reliable than like Wikipedia, probably. For instance, (laughs) right. So, um, and I use Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. I use uh, Google. It's 
Wikipedia is kind of like a conversation. Oh, okay. um, you know, if you think of it like that. Um, so you can get a little bit of information on a particular subject. But in academic work, you can't cite Wikipedia. Right, right. And citing is one of my, okay, librarian pet peeve. Um, <laughs> I will see things uh, posted online. I, I love social media. So, you know, I'm on that or I'll hear people talk and, and state a piece of information without saying where it came from. The source. Where, right. Um, is that the entirety of, of what was, you know, published or whatever it is that they they read. So um, we like to help people learn how to use the databases and find um, accurate information. And, um, and, you know, some people are interested in, in um, you know, a health subject. Uh, you know, they're, they have a family member with a particular syndrome or disease and they want to learn more about it. Um, it's, it's much better than going right just googling for medical information um you can uh, see um you know expert writing and studies and case studies um on a particular subject some people come up and they have a family that uh you know migrated from one place to another and there was a particular historical event that happened and they you know maybe their family was involved in that and so you can l look up uh, historical events and it, you know exactly um, maybe what happened and look for family names and there's all kinds of things you don't necessarily have to be doing academic right. work or writing that darn paper uh, in order to do um, research so um, one of the things that I do talk about with students is the craft test <laughs> C-R-A-A-P and this is something I, I I think maybe I came by it sort of naturally because I'd be sitting around with all my siblings and there'd be something on TV and my dad would just say, hmm, do you believe that? And he's not saying that's not true. He he was saying, um, he must have known what I was going to do later on in life. <laughs> you know, he was saying, does that make sense to you and not just to take information and just absorb it as fact it's really good um, to question things that doesn't mean that you are being um, you know a curmudgeon or uh, critical or negative you just want to find out so um, currency you know when was the information public published or posted and has it been revised and updated that's the c in the c r a a p <laughs> uh test um relevance is it relevant is the information relevant to the topic or question that you had <laughs> or has somebody kind of gone off on a a, ta a tangent and you know who is the audience for that information um and have you looked at a variety of sources on that particular topic? So that's relevant. Authority. Who's the author, the publisher, the source, the sponsor? Um, what are the author's credentials or organizational, uh, organizational affiliations? Is the author even qualified to write on the topic? Um, 
And is there a way to look at, you know, contact information on the person who who published it? Um, accuracy, there's the second A. Where does that information come from? Is it supported by evidence? And it might be as simple, um, I remember, gosh, there was an image of, of a cruise ship in kind of a harbor, and there was all this muck kicked up. And um, someone had posted, this is, I don't know, somewhere in Southeast, and this is all the sewage that it's whatever. Well, I remember telling somebody, I said, you know, right-click on that image and search Google, because you can do an image search on uh, a Google. I just did it this morning on something else um, to see, uh, you know, what that, uh, image, you know, came from, and it turned out that it was down in the Caribbean somewhere, and uh, how the bow thrusters on the ship kick up sand, and you know, mm. it was talking about that. But that's, um, you know, that's another reason to check for accuracy in another way um, to so do easy it. Easy to get people riled up that way too. <laughs> it is, and you have to check. You know, you have to check your own um, biases at the door <laughs> right which is kind of tough to do um but you know just to look up but we call it a, a primary source you look for a primary source of that particular photo for instance or writing from an author and when you find that primary source you can see if something is taken out of context or not um you know are they only partially quoting you know this this author, this expert. So um, just be a really good consumer of information um, that you get. And the final part, P, uh, what's the purpose of the information? You know, is it to teach, to inform, to sell, to influence? Right? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it there to persuade you? Um, so all these all these things um, you just need to have kind of in the back of your head. And yes, it's a lot of work, but uh, we're bombarded by information all the time. So it's just really good to not just take it in. Um, it's good to you know have your um, filters and to and to look things up. If something kind of really triggers you, think. Mm, I need to find out more about it. And, you know, you're always welcome to call the campus library with a reference question and say, you know, I'm interested in this. Like, what what do you have on it? So that's a lot of talking on <laughs> my part so far. It's all good information, though. What is this um, big poster you've brought with you? Oh, this poster? Mm. Yes. Okay. So um, one of the... Uh, databases we have is a film database and uh, it's called canopy and we are showing uh films with public performance rights in the campus library and if for february we are doing films on black history month fascinating um uh films that are informative they help with us to understand our you know the different cultures in the united states and where um you know, kind of where we are in the spectrum of equal rights um, for everybody. And um, this Friday, we are showing American Denial, The Truth is Deeper Than Black and White. It's from a 1944 study um, by Gunnar Myrtle, um, who was, was he an anthropologist or 
sociologist, sociologist maybe, um, he did a lot of really fascinating work. So you can come up to the campus library and watch this film. Of course, it's free and open to the public. It's um, this Friday at 3 o'clock. However, however um, just to be aware and have it on your radar, and of course, you can be friends with us on Facebook. You can also look at our Facebook page without having to be on Facebook. I know a lot of people are not uh, crazy about it, but our, it's a public page, so you can keep track of what we have going on. But I'm changing this Friday film um, starting next week to watch it Wednesdays. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I, I don't want people to have to choose between uh, Friday Night Insight at the Discovery Center. Mm. They offer a lot of really great things. Um, so we're going starting next Wednesday. We will um, change it to Wednesdays from 3 to 5. And we've got a couple other films um, coming up. And we're going to be running these through the through the spring um, a lot of fascinating fascinating documentaries um, that sounds so exciting I'm like yeah. I'm a huge film buff so I'm like yes <laughs> you know and um, we you can because you're grown ups come into the campus library uh, you can get a coffee there or you can you know bring your own snacks and sit down on the couches and watch the film you know where campus were set up to, make, to have comfortable study spaces which also mean comfortable spaces to come and 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 read whether you're a student or not um you can also check out our new uh titles that we get every couple of months a new uh, batch, batch of titles that come in um I did bring a couple books with me. Because I saw your little stack over there. I was like, either she just reads a lot or she came prepared. I actually do read a lot. Uh, but I, you know what? I listen to books more. I do the Alaska Digital Library through the Ketchikan Public Library because I'm always, I, it's, I, you know, I need to have my brain entertained while I do really boring things like <laughs> the dishes or the laundry. Oh, that's right? smart. Or when I drive. Um, yeah, I'm always listening to I have to, to be like double entertained. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I find um, audiobooks, um, especially when I'm reading something kind of dense in an academic way, yeah. right? <laughs> like I'm reading, read Adam Smith's um, work on um, economics. Um, yeah, I if I sat down on a couch and read that, <laughs> I I'd be, I'd be out, but it's a good way to read, um, yeah, more complicated um, stories. So I brought Leadership on the Line by Ronald Heffitz and Marty Linsky, um, Staying Alive Through the Dangers of Change. Um, we have a lot, we have a great variety of books, you know, available um, on the shelf, and um um, and sometimes, you know, we'll, it's okay, I'll say also, to pick up a book and just flip through it. You are not required to read a book just because you picked it up or checked right. it out. Right? You can flip through it. You can find something like there's a there's a, a, a chapter on in this book on think politically and what political people do um, to move their strategies forward. You know, you, you can pick and choose through through a book so leadership on the line is one you can find at the campus library another is beyond medicine you didn't know this was going to be a book report did you <laughs> um, why european social democracies enjoy better health 
outcomes than the United States, and it follows um, health outcomes comparing different countries with the United States from childhood into um, elder care. Um, and so that's kind of fascinating to see what other countries are doing yeah. and their outcomes and how we can do better, you know, to serve our our populations. So uh, another one I grabbed, I don't know how many of you are out there, old Ketchikanites, Ketchitonians, <laughs> um, but I brought a Margaret Bell book. Uh, Margaret Bell lived in Mars Chuck. She lived in, I think, Loring. You might get a call like, oh, she lived in whatever. Um, but she was also uh, finished out her years in the Pioneer Home. And she wrote books just to support the family uh, financially. And we have all her books because I grew up reading them. Um, and I just love how she writes about um, the sting of the rain <laughs> and stuffing wood into the wood stove and got the wash boiler down and emptied her pails into it and just talked about, you know, the, her characters um, living in, in Southeast Alaska and the climate. So, um, are you um, familiar with the Chichocker? The Chichocker? Chichocker, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. So he, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, which he used, to, he worked here at some point. Yes. Like a boating show. Yes. And so we always keep some of the books. I don't know if that's a brag or not, but it's an interesting It's an interesting, right. It's an interesting thing that he spent a, a winter here. We do have, I think, one or two books on. Well, the Chichocker is actually based in Ketchikan, I believe. Oh, it's yeah. So story. it's super interesting. I'll, yeah. I got to. Look it up. I can't. I think, think I have maybe an audio copy out there. You can totally oh, have before you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> add to the collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was an interesting um, character. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> else we have? And we do have a. We have so many Alaskana titles. Uh, some that are really tough to find, and the ones I especially enjoy are the memoirs. Like we have the Alaska Klondike Diary of Elizabeth Robbins. From 1900, and at one point, um, it says this will be quick. Monday, August 27th, this is November 1900, still out of sorts, fit only to lie about. We are at a salmon sultry during the morning and take on board many barrels of salted bellies. Mr. Wood says, very good. At Ketchikan, at 2.30, I drag myself on shore. Glorious day. Radiant sunshine, sweet air, warm, fine, mountains opposite islands and silver water stretches, rich spruce growth and vegetation, the trees gigantic, the growths of all kinds rank and thick, the settlement small, but if the weather I found here is a specimen destined to be a popular summer resort, splendid heights behind the village, clothed in ferns and enormous trees, outlook very fine. Mm. Well, that wasn't a February day, mind you. That <laughs> Probably was, not. No. That was August. Um, but it's really uh, fun to read little bits of, of Ketchikan history. And the last one I will share is... Colin Hinthorne's uh, The Queen of the North Disaster, which is a recent March 2006 when the Queen of the North um, went down. And um, if you haven't read this, come come check this book. Come get your UAS Ketchikan Campus Library card. Full circle. There we go. Yeah, and, and um, pick up this book because the sinking of the Queen of the North was one of the top news stories in Canada for 2006. And this book was written by the captain and his story on it. So, you know, one of the serendipitous things about 
walking into the library is just going up and down and looking at all the different titles. It always fascinates me, things that people are so um, engrossed and in love with that they want to write about it. And writing takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I really encourage you to come up and just stroll through the throw the, the book titles well you've convinced me that's okay. for sure I haven't been to either library actually <gasps> I've been here two years and I've never been to either library and tried, you are cordially invited I, yes. <laughs> Ooh, now I have to go mm-hmm. all right well thank you so much Kathy for coming on um, yes go get your UAS library card you do not have to be a student as she said before um, and what are the hours can you say one more time Monday through Friday 9 to, to 5 and our number is 907-228-4567. Can you say it one more time? 907-228-4567. Perfect. Thank okay. you so much for tuning in <laughs> to KTKN. You've been listening to First City Forum.